You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The base for our sermon this morning is from John's Gospel, the 14th chapter, verses 1 through 6. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Well, I said earlier, finally, here we are. Finally able to worship once again in this place. Now, we had hoped, and I don't mean that as a pun, but we had hoped that we'd all be back together by now, didn't we? that we could be back to those days before mid-March where everyone could gather together to worship. In spite of the difficulties, in spite of the separation and so on, we thank God for this opportunity today. The doors are certainly starting to open. And if you're like me, never in my or probably your wildest dreams, would you ever imagine something like this? Or we are ex- what we're experiencing with this coronavirus pandemic. People getting sick with it. Maybe you know people, maybe it was even you, family, friends, co-workers. People dying from COVID-19. Now we've come across terms like safer at home. Wear face masks. Social distancing. And we thank God that there's such a thing as Skype, FaceTime, and Zoom. And we know that in many grocery stores, at least, there's a, a stocks or there's a shortage in many of the aisles. We're in an era, as my wife and I do, online shopping. We do our groceries or our Home Depot or Target or even Hallmark online. They email you when it's ready, you go to the curbside and pick it up. And most stores are doing that these days. At least in our area in Brighton, they have what they call drive-bys. Maybe they have them here. And I'm not talking about shootings. I'm talking about these caravans. In Brighton, they have caravans like a fire truck and an ambulance and a police car, a bunch of other cars going by the senior centers and the hospitals to give a show of, you know, support. Plus, they do it by by homes. These caravans, if you will, these drive-bys, drive-by the homes of those graduates. Or perhaps someone celebrated a birthday and they can't have the family and friends together. Or an anniversary. Last Sunday in the sermon I heard a pastor talked about the role reversal that's going on. It goes something like this. 
us older folks, we want to try and sneak out. And it's the younger folks who say, uh-uh, you get back in the house. And the list can go on and on. I'm sure you have your own stories of how you are affected through this pandemic. As we move into our text for today, from John 14, I'd like to begin by telling you of two people facing surgery. There's Bill and there's Joanne. And how each approached it. Both in this case are having the same operation. They both were having a knee replacement. But each of them approached it a different way. You see, Bill wanted to all the details. He read up on the surgery, consulted with his physician, even investigated the manufacture of the knee replacement parts, tuned into YouTube and watched videos of the operation. He knew how it was going to be done, and that knowledge gave him some sense of comfort, perhaps even control. Now, Joanne was different. She didn't know the details of the operation. She simply knew her doctor. He trusted her to recommend a surgeon. And what the doctor and the surgeon said, well, that was enough for her. She simply waited in trust for the surgery to take place. Now, obviously, when it comes to how you handle your health care, either approach is appropriate. Some people, maybe it's you, want to know as many details as possible so that you're well-informed. Or maybe you're like Joanne and would rather not know. Instead, they put their trust in the doctor's. But either way is appropriate as we approach our health care. But how about when we approach our God? Now, in our sermon text for this morning, we find Jesus in the upper room the night he was betrayed as he addresses his disciples. He has spoken of a frightening future, his betrayal, Peter's denial, troubled times, and now his disciples reasonably have questions. If you go back to 13, a couple of verses before our text, Peter wants to know and ask, Lord, where are you going? But Jesus answers a way that's less specific. He says, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. And then there's the words of Thomas I read to you a few minutes ago. He argues, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? For these disciples, the comfort is in the details. They're faced with a problematic future, and they want more than simply promises. They want to know times. They want to know places. They want to know dates. They want a set of clear directions so they know how to navigate whatever may come. But Jesus simply offers them promise and his presence. His promise is that he's working on their behalf. And without giving explicit details, he says, In my Father's house are many rooms. 
If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. Jesus speaks of his going away and his return. Now he says he's about to go away, that is to depart into death, to be lifted up on a cross for the atoning sacrifice of the sin of the world. That, like the serpent that was lifted up on a pole by Moses in the wilderness, so Jesus would be lifted up to death, so that all who look at him in faith would be saved. And he said he would come again. He'd return in three days, bodily risen from the dead, and then they would know with all certainty that he had conquered sin, death, and the condemnation of the law. They would see him. They would hear him. They would touch him. They would eat with him. And they know beyond any doubt they'd risen from the dead. And so he says for a little while, three days, they would not see him. Then a little while, they would see him again, risen from the dead. But also there's more. He says he would come again. He's going to return visibly on the last day and then and raise the dead and gather his believers to himself. Now, when pressed further, Jesus moves from promise to his presence. Again, Thomas is skeptical about the whole thing. He says, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? But the thing is, the scripture says, until Jesus dies and rises again, the disciples don't get it. And Thomas as well. You see, he's thinking in terms of a trip, like we would say, well, you know, we're going to travel to New York, to San Diego, to Orlando, wherever it might be. But heaven is not a place. And a GPS isn't going to guide you there. Jesus says to Thomas, I am the way the truth, and the life. Jesus looks at his disciples, and he sees his disciples facing future uncertainty and responds not with details. He doesn't give the details about this is the date, this is the time, this is the procedure, but with his promise and his presence is the way the truth, and the life. Now, they may not know where they're going, but as long as they are with Jesus, they know they're on the way. With his promises to comfort them and his presence to guide them, they can face the uncertain future. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And today, our Lord invites us to live in that trust. He said to his disciples, let not your hearts be troubled. But he also says that to each of us today. The question, I guess, becomes, is your heart troubled? 
Is your heart troubled with all that's going on with this coronavirus and the effects that it's having on you and perhaps your family, your friends, and so on? Is your heart troubled by your past or your present or your future? Is your heart troubled by your sins, your failings, your death? Jesus goes the way of death and resurrection to glory and has brought you along with him in his humanity. You are baptized. Peter says you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's treasure possession. The Bible says you are part of the body of Christ. You're a member of the household of God. You're a priest in the royal priesthood of Jesus. He's gone, he says, prepare a place for you. And he will raise your body on the last day to live in the new earth as fully bodied humans so that where he is, you will be also. Now, virus pandemics create uncertainty. We're not sure where we are in the timeline as this virus unfolds. We're not sure how we can recover from the suffering. The way forward, it's hard. I think we all want some assurance of where we are going, how we're going to get there, precisely what's going to happen along the way. But Jesus answers our prayers not with specific details. Instead, he calls us to a life of trust. He is the way and the truth and the life. And whatever happens down the road, he is there with you every single step of the way. In his death and resurrection, he has shown you the depth of his love. In his ascension, he has shown you the breadth of his rule. While you may not know what's going to happen, and none of us do, what you do know is where you are. And where you are is in the hands of a God who loves. His way is long enough that leads through all suffering. His truth is enough that it reveals whom we are to trust. And his life is strong enough that it brings us to a new creation. With Jesus as our way, our truth, and our life, we have enough. Trust him. Amen. And now may the peace of God surpass all human understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. 
If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.